Well, good afternoon and thank you once again for joining me today. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at our um, a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips. We're also talking with Christina Sikiotis on our Minute on Innovation, looking at a particular company over in England that do things a little bit differently, treat their staff a little bit differently, and uh, maybe we can get some ideas from that. But right now we're going to have a chat with Craig McGregor from the Hunter Recruitment Group, and he's also a senior consultant for global career transition provider Lee Hecht Harrison. Good afternoon, Craig. G'day, Julian. How are you going today? I'm very well. Thank you once again for uh, joining us. Yeah, no problems at all. So, so we're going to be talking about an interesting subject. I know we've touched on it in the past, but uh, obviously when we keep looking at the news and seeing all these people uh, being laid off, career transition is uh, an important uh, thing to consider for, for some employers. Yeah, and, and I thought today it, it might be just of interest for your listeners to, to maybe hear about what a career trans- transition program looks like because um, you know, we hear the words outplacement and career transition or CT program and really that doesn't really mean much to many people. So maybe today we could put a bit of a, a framework or give you a bit of an idea about how the program works. I suppose for uh, the people who have just lost their job, it means get me another job. Yeah, look, and that, that could be the case. A lot of people come in and that, that is the first thing that they're thinking about is get me another job. However, um, you'd be really interested to see the, the, the number of people that actually go, ah, take a breath. I've been working for this organisation for a long time, 20 plus years, whatever it is. Maybe it's time for me to reassess where I'm at, what mm. I want to do, mm. and really explore their opportunities, be it employment through another company or starting their own business or semi-retirement, retirement, there's lots of different options for career transition. So, so there is a, a, a step process that could be considered? Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's, it's a, there is a framework, I think, that, that is, is um, suggested or a framework that we deliver, um, but most importantly, we, we work with individuals to tailor that around what their needs are. So, yeah, that person that comes in and says, great, look, I've got family commitments, I need to find a job tomorrow, then, yeah, we get cracking on getting them the best resume possible and giving them the tools and techniques to go out there and find that next job uh, quickly as opposed to, okay, let's take our time and really nut out the the solution for someone who wants to reassess where they are in their life. So I suppose one of the starting points is some sort of emotional support because uh, losing your job is pretty, pretty traumatic, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and that's probably the, the key component at the start to really... Um, discuss that with an individual because everyone takes it differently. Um, for some, it's, it's like a grieving process that they've they've almost lost a family member or have lost their identity of who they are. So working their way through that could take a week, could take a month. It depends on the individual. But having that emotional support through a consultant like myself really can assist someone getting through that process quicker. And, of course, there are a lot of other consultants out there doing the similar thing, aren't they? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's, there's a wide variety, absolutely. And, and uh, uh, is it something that really the employee, the employer should take on in the first place? Is it something that employers get involved in themselves? Yeah, look, um, different businesses uh, do it differently. Some uh, businesses who have strong HR divisions or have um, EAP providers or a good relationship with their EAP 
he providers would, um, yeah, maybe do some of that stuff up front first, whereas other organisations just go, great, we'll outsource that totally. So it just depends on the organisation. And we, I think we talked through that last time I was on, yeah. um, the, the reasons why an organisation would want to um, use an out, outplacement uh, provider and, and the benefits to not only the person that's leaving the, the organisation, but for the people that are staying. So, so I suppose once we've got through the emotional support, the next thing is uh, where do you want to go with your career? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Po- so probably hold, going holding in... their hand, yeah, yeah. Po- holding their hand through that pathway, figuring out what they're looking for in their next next career, what their um, you know the challenge is. But I think also giving people a bit of control in that mm. process. So mm. saying to them, okay, yep, you need to register with agencies or you need to use your network. But rather than just sitting on the computer and, and waiting for Seek or the job boards to throw jobs at them, I like to give people that power to say. Great, go out there, use your network, um, source target companies, target industries, and let's try and find you that next great career once you've figured out what it is you want to do. Does uh, social media play a big role in this? Yeah, absolutely. The times have changed. You know, the, uh, the way of the world 20, 30 years ago of, you know, the Saturday morning paper or the midweek job section was where you go looking for a job or door knocking from um, company to company has kind of changed where, you know, most organisations, large or small these days, are, are using places like LinkedIn as a recruitment database. They're going in there and headhunting for suitable candidates. So, you know, ensuring that someone who's going through a transition process has a suitable LinkedIn profile as an example or they're using... Um, Facebook and other social media channels to find those information about the places they want to go to. So doing that targeting about finding out what Company X is about and using the the LinkedIn page there to find out information or finding out, well, hey, actually, I want to work at Company X and I know someone at Company X. Maybe I could leverage off that connection to get in there and maybe get an opportunity to work at Company X. So Mm. not only using it as a space for people to find them through headhunting, but also using it as an information tool to try and find the companies that they want to work for. I've I've heard that a large number of people, and I've, I've heard the statistic as high as 80%, I don't know if that's right, um, that um, a lot of people are in jobs they don't really like. So, uh, you know, when they reach this uh, crossroads, it is an ideal time to reconsider where they go. What, what sort of things would, would you get them to look at? The strengths and weaknesses and what they like yeah, and what they yeah, want to do? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, look internally, look at the strengths and weaknesses of, of their skill set, but also look at their interests. What is it that you like to do in your life? And it may be, um, you know, as an example, it might be the not-for-profit space. You really like, um, you know, helping out people and helping out charities and all that sort of stuff. So it may be, great, I'm in this industry, but I need to start to filter down a pathway. Um, I, I really, truly believe that when one, when an individual figures out what they want, and that's probably the hardest part. You know, mm. From my business perspective, I get you know, 55-year-old guys that walk in the door and I'll say to them, so what do you want to do? And they still don't know. <laughs> um, so you know, I go, you know what, that's not a big problem. Mm. But once you figure out what you want to do, and it's about creating that pathway and figuring out the best way to act on that. Yeah. And you see the individuals that do it really well, and it's quite rewarding to help someone to go, mm. I was in this business or I was in this industry. What I really, really want to do with my life is this okay, where's the path? How do we go down that way? And it may be retraining. It may be, you mm. know, rather than taking a sideways move into a, the same industry, it may be taking a step back for, you know, short-term pain for three, four, five years while you get that industry experience to then get to the, the actual position that you want within that new industry. So mm. I think if you have a career guide um, or a counsellor or a coach um, to help you with that, it's 
just that person that can hold your hand through that process and help you figure it out in terms of what you want to achieve. Great. Well, thanks very much for your time, Craig. We'll have a chat with you again another time. No worries. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye. Craig McGregor there from Hunter Recruitment Group. Yes, we do see, unfortunately, a lot of people in this position at the moment uh, having to look for new directions and... uh, Looking at where you are and what you would really like to do provides a fantastic opportunity what you, where you could be. And, and we talked about people starting their own business. There are training programs out like the New Enterprise Incentive Scheme. Talk to one of the business enterprise centres. They will certainly help you with that. And you're listening to Business, the Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7, 24 minutes past one. And a lady who's ready to help us to be innovative is Christina Sikiotis. Good afternoon, Christina. Hi, Julian. What a great lead-in. Thank you. You you said you were ready, so we're ready. And we're going to talk about First Direct, I believe, with uh, helping their their, uh, um, staff members to be more relaxed in the workplace. That's right. First Direct are a, a banking company, actually, from the UK, And it's interesting to note that they were the first bank to offer 24-hour banking direct by telephone. And they've now expanded that, obviously, to internet and mobile phone banking. But what's really interesting um, from a a workplace culture, um, creativity, innovation point of view is that over a third of their customers have come to them through word of mouth, which is fairly high in the the percentage stakes as far as um, referrals go. They're really good in the customer loyalty stakes, obviously. They create new processes to support strategies and they've always got new products coming out um, to support targeted customer needs. Uh, what I find really fascinating about this company is that they've got over 4,000 employees but they still have an ethos that, that puts an emphasis on fun, non-hierarchical culture um, and an organisational culture with an emphasis on attitude and this transfers down to their employees. They've got this really nice belief that what you show externally is what you should practice internally. And they've got quite a few systems in place that help that. Um, just really easy things like that for, for a telephone company, they've got a really high retention um, state, which, mm. is, which is quite incredible for, for telecommunications. But they put six or seven weeks into coaching. And I, and I read in this article that they actually don't let anybody talk to anyone on the phone. Or not don't let, but they, they've got such a good comprehensive training and coaching system that, that their employees don't need to talk to anyone for six or seven weeks until they've got um, some really nice coaching and some really, really thorough training. They're, they're buddied with people so that if they've got any questions or they've got any problems, um, they've got somebody to go and talk to. And they also put them into what they call communication groups so that if anyone's got an issue or a problem or something that they need to talk about, they've got these systems in place where people can actually talk to each other. Mm. Um, the other thing I really liked about, about this company was that they've got a non-hierarchical structure. So anything that implies hierarchy um, is out of that telecommunication space. And the other thing that they've, they've got down pat is they've got directors on the floor that go and talk to everybody, which also breaks down that, that hierarchy. Barriers, yeah. Breaks so down the I, barriers. I, yeah, it does, absolutely. And mm. the, other, um, the other thing that's interesting for a, for a telephone company is that they, they have theme days. So anything they can do to increase fun around the workplace, they do. Mm. Um, they've got a crèche there for, for people to use when they need it. They've got, like I said before, they've got the communication um, groups, the buddy mm. systems. 
it's the, the theme days where everybody comes dressed in, um, as if they're ready to go to the beach. And so, all that kind of thing breaks down all those barriers. So they're, they're applying a lot of things that, uh, you know, we, we, people talk about but not, don't always do, like the, the coaching that you've talked about and the, and the proper training before they throw them in the, in the deep end. That's right, and, and so often you're, you're absolutely right. We pay we pay verbal, you know, homage to it. We talk about doing it, but in reality, a lot of companies don't. Mm. And as we've said before, a lot of this stuff isn't new. It's not it's not brain science. No. But the small improvements that you make to your organisational culture are huge when you actually get out there into the marketplace and, and you're selling your brand, basically. Great. Well, thanks for your time again, Christina. We'll have a chat with you next week and another subject of innovation. Can't look forward to it, Julian. Have a great week. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Christina Sikiatis there with very interesting concepts there. Yeah, pay some attention to your staff and we'll get results. Staff retention particularly. Well, we have time for a couple of little tips here from the Harvard Business Review. First one uh, three ways to keep your next meeting on track. Meetings can easily get out of hand with people wandering off on tangents or giving long speeches. How can you keep your meetings focused without being a taskmaster or squashing creativity? Well, here's a couple of tips. First of all, beforehand, make the meeting purpose clear and send out an agenda. Also, consider sending a list of things that won't be discussed in the meeting. Then, include only those who are critical to the conversation. Meetings can get unmanageable if there are too many people in the room. If you know an attendee needs to monopolize, tends to monopolise meeting times, talk to him or her before you get into the room and ask them to keep their comments to a minimum to allow others to be heard. In the meeting product, productively, discuss next steps, who's responsible for them and when they'll get done. Afterward, send out a follow-up email so everyone will remain clear and accountable. And the other point, which is not so much from the Harvard Business Review, but uh, uh, new privacy laws came into effect this week. Uh, from March the 12th, businesses could be fined up to $1.7 million per breach, per breach of the new regulations, which aim to bring Australia's privacy laws up to date with current technology trends. The new laws will make it more difficult for businesses to collect information about consumers without their knowledge, which is good for us consumers but may not be so good for the businesses. The laws will apply to businesses that turn over more than $3 million a year and collect personal data. However, there are some small businesses who turn over less than $3 million who still need to abide by the new legislation. So next week we'll have a chat about the uh, new privacy laws. And, of course, if you want to uh, become more informed with the digital uh, world and set your business up on uh, Facebook or social media or websites, just a reminder of the digital enterprise program that's being run by the uh, Hunter Region BEC. And you can get more information about that from switched on www.switchedonhunter.com.au. That's www.switchedonhunter.com.au. Series of 10 workshops and they are free because they're covered by government funding. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at uh, how to help people uh, to transition their career if they've been made redundant 
And in a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, as I said, we'll have a look at the new privacy laws in more detail. And we'll also have our Minute on Innovation with Christina. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Lord Chesterfield once said, advice is seldom welcome and those who need it most like it least.